Okay. So how did you, Logan, our dear guest, how did you become a Lucy Hale stan? Well, it all started back in 2014. Uh, I was 13 years old. I was uh, six feet tall. Uh, and I was listening to a YouTuber called Spectrum Pulse, who is an album reviewer who still does stuff on YouTube that I don't really watch as much because I get pussy now. Um, so I was I was in 2014. I was listening to like a lot of music stuff. And it was mostly just like theoretical because I didn't have a Spotify account or like an Apple Music thing. I was just like learning about like mm-hmm. albums that I was like, oh, that sounds theoretically interesting. I wonder if I'll ever hear it. And so there was like stuff like uh, FK Twigs and Freddie Gibbs and Madlib and like Perfume Genius. That was a big year. Uh, Janae Aiko was another mm-hmm. one. And he recommended this like pop country album by this girl called Lucy Hale called Road Between. And I was like, oh, that sounds neat. And then when I got a Spotify <laughs> account, I signed up for Spotify because Justin Timberlake posted about D'Angelo and the Vanguard's Black Messiah, <laughs> uh, which is one of the funniest origin <laughs> stories for so streaming funny. I can think of. <laughs> Uh, Black Messiah is like top five albums ever for me. So thanks, JT. Um, but I, I went through those albums that I listened about on YouTube. So I, I got really into FK Twigs and uh, Freddie and Frank Ocean and like people like that. And also I was like, oh, okay, let's have a look at uh, like some of the pop country because he recommends a lot of pop country. So I got really into Casey Musgraves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got really into some some of the early Taylor stuff for a little bit before I was convinced that Taylor was bad, and then I had to rediscover my love for Taylor during the Reputation era. Um, but most importantly... It's very iconic. Yeah, I, that, that was the moment, because I was like, I heard, like... Oh, we'll, I'll get into this later. Remind me later. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But the thing okay. is, with Lucy Hale, so I listened to Lucy Hale album. I didn't know that Lucy Hale was on Pretty Little Liars. I didn't know she was a real... Like, she was an actress. Didn't know this. I had no idea... She was also on Wizards of Waverly Place. She was in the first season of Wizards of Beverly Place. I did not know that now. That's <laughs> fucking nuts. Who the f- was she, who was she? Was she like her from Oh, she was the first just she was the the first girlfriend of Justin. Like she had she oh. had, she was the goth. She had like a full goth look. Wait, oh. wait, I'm looking at a picture. Yeah, she she was emo. She was very seen huh? in, in yeah. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Um <laughs> all right. So Lucy Hale. So I listened to Lucy Hale's album, Road Between, without knowing anything about her as a human being. I literally just thought she was an up-and-coming country artist. And I was like, okay, okay, (laughs) this rules. I'm in. This is fantastic. I wonder what she'll do next. And then I was like, I looked her up and I was Mm -hmm. like, hmm, this seems strange. This is not the career I was expecting for this lady. (laughs) And it's been seven years and she has never dropped another country album, to my knowledge, unless she's hidden it. Yeah. Um, and she's one of the worst actresses alive. <laughs> um, How dare you? I she's love a... her. I love her, but she's bad. And this no, is okay true. to admit. She's terrible. <laughs> but that's a good thing because I love her. But the thing about Road Between that's crazy is I listened to it again today, and that is still a good album. It, it's true. Like, it, it really it's is a, a very good, good, good album. album. It's a very good album, yeah. What happened? Why isn't she doing this? <laughs> I know. She has like a real career. Have you ever guys have you ever guys um listened to her cover of jo- Jolene? Oh yeah, I saw it on YouTube uh, when I'm I was sure It's very funny. good. It's very good. No. But like it, it's kind of crazy how like much I know like adequate she is at this at this whole pop country thing than she is at like actual like acting in movies. She's so confident on this album. Mm-hmm. Like, this is an album made by someone you wouldn't guess is, like, a debut. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, like, it's like it's not as good, but it is, like, as confident as Casey Musgraves' debut, Same Trailer, Different Park, which True. is a very confident album mm-hmm. and a great one. Yeah. Um, but, like, Lucy Hale, like, she sounds like she's been doing this for years. She sounds very assured of herself. Her voice is really good. Her lyrics are strong. She, she has good presence. She stands out. I feel like if you just heard her on the radio, you'd be like, oh, who's this? And, like, yeah. that's the kind of sensation she gives. And then you see her in, like, fucking Fantasy Island, and you're like, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> like, what the Which is why fuck I think... choices is she making here? <laughs> Which is why I think her role in Cinder... 
uh, a Cinderella story, Once Upon a Song, is her strongest <laughs> acting role because she it sings in that movie is. and she produced Bob's. Okay. Logan, you need to see that movie. No, it's been so, a year. Like, <laughs> no, Pedro has been talking about this like movie for ages, and I just was like, okay, Pedro, sure. And then it turns. So, but now hearing another person say that out loud is like, like I feel like, I, I feel like Morpheus, like right now, you know. Like, you I feel, feel like, like Morpheus. <laughs> like I feel like I'm just like being caught in a moment of red pill or blue pill. You know, I'm like the arbiter of fate. You know, that's what it feels like. It's like I could either embrace the Cinderella story, and see like the the machines that control our whole society. Or I can choose to live a life of not acknowledging it and live in relative peace, but always wonder what might have been there if I had chosen the route of the Cinderella story. Honestly, like, if you have, you, you need to see, I, I mean, like, that movie, like, kicks off with a very, like, with a very good pop number from Lucy Hale, and I think that's, like, a movie that really hooks you in. Like, Lucy Hale, like, she's glammed up, she's singing a pop song. Sounds like something like a deluxe track from 1989. It's great. Okay. What's the what's the like first lyric? Hold on, cause I'm letting go. No, I'm gonna lasso your heart like a rodeo. Yeah, she says I'm gonna lasso your heart like a rodeo. She's gonna lasso your heart, Logan. Also, uh, I'm on Lucy Lucy's Hale's Wikipedia page right now, and in artistry, the very first sentence is Hale described music as her first love. So mm-hmm. like. Go back. To why it. have we given up? Like, why? What? Why did we give it up, love? Like, like what listen, was Lucy. Could, listen, she Lucy. She could self-record this stuff. Like, yeah. Come on, man. Like, Lucy, Lucy. If you, in case you're listening, <laughs> Lucy. Like, uh, I, I'm a big fan of you as as Katie Keene in the Riverdale uh, spinoff show, Katie Keene. <gasps> but like. This, the music thing has got to continue because, like, Fantasy Highland, the new one, the hating game, it's not working out. Oh my god, the hating game! The, uh, the, the, it looks. Uh, no! Uh, uh, do I have to ask what that is? What is the hating game? A, you will see because you the, see everything, and it's dropping on Netflix, and it's a rom com starring. Is Lucy it Hale. dropping on Netflix? I think it's Netflix. It? Oh, wait, I thought it was Netflix. Maybe I'm mixing up with the Lindsay Lohan thing. I think the no the Lindsay Lohan one drops on Netflix. That one I don't know where it drops. But anyway, it's um, it's based. <laughs> oh, oh, it's him! It's him! It's this guy! It's this fucking guy! <laughs> I know who this guy is. Wait, it's who, fucking who is it? Oh fuck! Oh fuck! It's the guy from fucking. <laughs> it's the guy from Swallow. Like, Wait, yeah, what? it's him! It's him! It's him! He's the the, the abusive husband. Yeah. It's him. Wait, Austin Stowell? Also, like, yeah. like, oh god, oh fuck, oh no, <laughs> not him. Also, it's Fantasy Island. Oh, it's a reunion. Okay, so the thing about like, the thing about Lucy Hale is what I've just discovered is two things that are very important. Number one, her first name is actually Karen. Karen Lucille. Uh, so she is the mother of, of Landon uh, from uh, After, because that's the name of After's. Uh, <laughs> You know, Landon's Karen. yeah, Landon's mother on After is called Karen. Uh, That's very and, good. But number two <laughs> is that she's older than Taylor Swift. Wait, yeah, Lucy Hale she's is slightly older, older than Taylor, than Swift, Taylor true. Swift, which doesn't make any sense because she seems she's... younger. I think it's because Taylor Swift is tall and Lucy Hale is very petite. I also think it's because Taylor's been around for so long. And also because she has the energy that's of true. someone that's like in her thirties, like her early thirties, whereas Lucy Hill seems perpetually twenty three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, like Lucy no, Hill seems perpetually like in her mid twenties. Like she keeps playing characters in her like early to mid twenties. Lucy Hill seems like someone, and it's I'm I promise this isn't an insult, but she seems like someone that's never had a relationship. Let me go to her personal life. Like, the thing is, yeah, it the, seems the like great... she doesn't have, like, she's never had, like, a boyfriend. And she's trying to figure that out. She doesn't have a personal life section yeah. in her yeah, she I rest have a... my case. <laughs> she, the, 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 there's a great movie or, like, miniseries in there about Lucy Hale, like, as an autobiographical, semi-autobiographical version of herself. Realizing that she's 32 after spending so much of her life playing teenagers. And realizing that she's been so busy that she's forgot to grow up. Like, damn! You tell me that's not damn. a Netflix original. You tell me that's not a Netflix original. It's, I mean, they make everything, no, so why not? Absolutely. Also, the funny thing about isn't that, that the, like the plot of the young adult with Charlize Theron, though. 
We can do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, here's the thing I just found out, though, based on your observation, Logan, about Taylor, comparing her to Taylor Swift, is that she actually popped up first in Taylor Swift. Really? Like, pre- yeah, because she popped up in not 2003. Not musically, though. But in 2003, musically, yes, musically, because she was in American Juniors, a spinoff of American <gasps> Idol. She, 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 she to the, the self-titled <laughs> studio album for American Juniors. I think this is Notebook. <laughs> this has got to be Notebook. Yeah. We got to see, maybe oh, we got to see the season, her season of oh, American shit, Juniors. She's Drake and Josh. Let's go, boys. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I love Drake and Josh. She's an episode she's, of CSI Miami. Why is she in CSI Cyber? She's on the OC. She was on CSI no, Cyber. I, I hope she's on CSI. Can we cover? Can I come back one day? Yeah, she was on CSI no, Miami. But, she was on CSI one day, Miami. Can you guys do an episode of CSI Cyber and invite me? God, I would love that. Because <laughs> I think cause... we did. We did one that was never actually put out. But we did one about Taylor Swift's episode of CSI. <laughs> So the thing- where she plays the goth oh, that's and like there's like a trip hop cover of you're not sorry from fearless it sounds like i don't know like it sounds like portis had remixed it it's so weird <laughs> and the plot twist of that episode is that like she became too goth so her like stepmom stopped yeah it's literally it <laughs> okay but the thing is is i need to explain this so csi cyber is the cyber division's uh, segment of the of crime scene investigations. It's all about, like, digital crimes, you know? Like, catfishing and hacking and cyberbullying and stuff like that. The thing that makes CSI Cyber very interesting is that it was the first thing that Patricia Arquette did after winning her Oscar. I remember that. She I pivoted immediately that. into being the lead of CSI Cyber, which got cancelled because everyone, no one watched it and it sucked. And, like, there's an episode called Wi-Fi, but Y is spelled W-H-Y with a dash. And that, to me, is cinema, and I need to see it. That's gotta be no That's gotta be one of the funniest things ever. Like... Oh my god, it yeah, had two seasons. Yeah, last yes, yeah. Uh, so, she was... So, uh, Lucy Hale has been nominated for five... Six, seven, eight, nine, 19 Choice Awards she's been nominated for. Mm-hmm. Nine. She's also been nominated for one Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Supporting Actress for Fantasy Island, which I think is no um, bullshit. The I don't that's that 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 performance is like transcendent bad. It's like good bad. Like she's terrible in it, <laughs> but it's amazing, and the movie's better for yeah. It's... You know, like. I think that Michael yeah, no. Pena in Fantasy Island has the greatest line read of all time. Because the way because, Fantasy because Island. the way he says, Welcome to Fantasy Island and he says it like fifteen <laughs> times. Fantasy Island is beautiful. This is Fantasy Island. I love that fucking movie so much. It's so shit. I love it. It's you know, you know, so, fucking blows my head so, so much fun. Pedro, Marcy, you've gotta get reminiscence pilled. <gasps> right, because you were like raving about that last night, and you were like, "Okay, you rated it five stars," and I was like, "Okay, what the hell is this? So, this has so to be a money plane situation." It is a money plane situation. Every single line, yes. every single line of reminiscence is like, "Memory is the past, and the past is a is a constant loop. We will get lost in the past. We cannot shake the past." It's like that every line, but it's also like it's set in like a half drone city in the near future because Lisa Joy thought that it would be cool to have a city that's half underwater and like it's like it's so clearly knocking off like old noirs but in the future like like Athanui Newton is playing a character called Watts because like like Hugh Jackman is like doing Harrison Ford in The Fugitive but like as a deranged psychopath um it has one of the funniest death reactions of all time with Hugh Jackman being like uh it has, like, random fight scenes where it knocks off the hallway fight from Old Boy, even with the hammer in his hand. Um, Daniel Wu plays, uh, like, Daniel Wu from Johnny Toes Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Yes, that guy. What? Uh, he pops up as a Louisiana drug lord who was in an internment camp who talks about Baca, which is the drug that Rebecca Ferguson's lounge singer is addicted to. And he's just like, don't let me die like I was in the camps, AO. And it's so fucking, it's so good. 
like everything about it is like the most deranged thing ever like it's like a combination of like eight different things and it has the funniest lines like there's like a bit a flashback of Hugh Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson where it's like she's like tell me a story with a happy ending and Hugh Jackman's like there are no stories with happy endings and then she's like tell me a story with a sad ending but end it in the middle and he says oh have you ever heard of Orpheus and I swear to God, they repeat <laughs> the whole segment, those lines of, like, there are no happy endings, and tell me a, a sad story that, uh, that, tell me a story with a sad ending that ended in the middle three different times, including in the final scene of the movie. <laughs> because she thought it was so genius that she has to do it. The half, like, an hour of the movie, like, an hour of the runtime has Hugh Jackman narrating. And it's all shit. It's one of the worst narration jobs in history. It is a perfect <laughs> film. I love it so much. I could watch it every day for the rest of my life and never get tired of it. You have to see this movie. Logan, I'm gonna be over there. I'm gonna be over there in a week. We are like, watching um... Reminiscence. I have... <laughs> I already added it to the to the lineup, and you're officially yes. made to come. Yes. yes. The, 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 the thing is, is that I cannot stress enough that every line of dialogue is trying to sound smart and failing so hard like it's the stupid like it's a movie that's funny just from like the opening lines of narration and it keeps getting funnier because it's like it costs so much money to make and there's so much ambition but it's in such a stupid way like he's like i'm gonna burn your memories out by making you relive your worst nightmare and he just goes and makes him drown in the memory pool it's so sick it's a masterpiece it's it's I'm I'm putting it on my film stage end of year list. Like it's gonna get there. <laughs> yes. Like it's so good. It's like it has so it's it made history as being the biggest like financial failure for a movie at opening in over three thousand theaters in the United States. It only made two point eight million in its opening weekend. Holy shit. Oh, okay, that okay. woman Lisa Joy. I'm gonna, never I'm, gonna read, I'm gonna read some of the Nick Barrister. His name's Nick Bannister, by the way. That's his, his character name. I'm gonna read some of the lines. Okay. <laughs> Nicholas read, Bannister. The past can haunt a man. That's what they say. That the past is just a series of moments, each one perfect, complete, a bead on the necklace of time. The past doesn't haunt us. Wouldn't even recognize us. If there are ghosts to be found, it's us who haunt the past. We haunt it so we can look again, see the people we miss. And the things we missed about them. Nothing is more addictive than the past. Who wouldn't want to be reunited with a loved one? Or relive the most meaningful moments of their life? But memories, even good ones, have a voracious appetite. If you're not careful, they consume you. Hey, hey, you're going on a journey, but it's a journey through memory. Your destination, it's a, it's a place uh-huh. and time you've been before. To reach it, you've got to follow my voice. Memories, memories are like perfume, better like... in small doses. <laughs> Memory is the boat that sails against its current. <laughs> I feel like Lisa Joy had read Faulkner once, and she was like, "Yeah, I can, I can reproduce it." Uh, uh, <laughs> um, hey, 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 guys! Have you ever thought that how dying men always want closure, something lasts? Something, one last happy thought to cling on to before they die. Also, maybe memory fades for a reason. If we just dwelled on the bad things in the past, we'd never get over them. But if we just dwell on the good, we might never match it again. Your your best so moments true. aren't behind you. They're waiting for your arrival. <laughs> Nostalgia never goes out of style. Forgotten things can always be fished up and dusted off. But the lost... Those things people never really took much notice of until they were gone. They're defined by their absence. Missing people is a part of this world. Without that sadness, you can't taste the sweet. <laughs> this is Jennifer Hudson in Cats. And on that note, <laughs> and on that note, let's talk about Red and Taylor Swift haunting Jake Gyllenhaal uh, so, after ten years. That's a great. That's a great segue because it's all Red Taylor's version to me is all about memory. Uh, yeah, uh, true that. Um, I think that uh, Red Taylor's version is like, it's like the missing piece that makes Red 
like a classic. I think Red to me, the original Red is like a great album, but the singles are not very good. Mm. And that's a big I, Taylor has a problem I, with singles. We all yeah. know it. Like Yeah, yeah, we like, all, come on, all like, Swifties Reputation yeah, has fucking delicate it. on it yeah. and the lead singles look what you made me do. Uh I love that song because it's camp, but it's an objectively failed lead single. Uh, like shake it off. Hmm? No, to be honest, I think look what you made me do work as a lead single because like it was a camp moment. But like oh, ready yeah, for it as the follow up. Come the, on, makes no sense. Look what you made me do being the lead single tanked the reputation of reputation immediately. Like if if it had led with delicate, I think mm. people would have mm. discovered. Oh yeah, there's like five of her best songs on this album. Uh, but it's like look what you made me do is like such like a bold power statement, but it totally backfired. Like so hard, but like all Swifties love that song because it's camp. Um, but like, like, come on, and like "Shake It Off" is a lead single. I mean, I know it was a big hit, but like "Style," "Style" is right there. Come on. And I mean, the elephant in the room is like "Cruel Summer." But like, with me, 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 and like, you need to calm down. Insane. Being the lead single, crazy, doesn't make <sighs> sense. And I feel like the thing about Red is like Red singles. I knew you were trouble. Twenty two. Uh, we are never ever getting back together. Everything has changed. They're the worst songs on Red. They're. Uh... I like I knew you were in trouble. I am a, I'm just, a, a just, trouble apologist. It's a very I'm fun sorry. song. To me. I think it's just like it doesn't like, the the production doesn't really suit her. I think the chorus is a little stripped of personality. Feels like anyone could have sang "I knew you were trouble." Whereas like twenty two and we are never ever getting back together feel more Taylor, but they also feel very neutered Taylor. Like, you know, like this is okay. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't hate mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And everything has changed is my least favorite Taylor song of all time. Uh, because I just think it's boring. Um and then like also like Red has like the the, the last time stay stay stay, 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 stay okay, but it's not like great. Not not but, stay, stay, stay is okay. Stay 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 is her it's worst. Not song. Her, I'm only the young is worse than stay, stay, stay. <laughs> I think this. I think Starlight is her worst song, personally. I don't. So, I, I can't. Like even like the songs that I don't like, like Me or Stay Stay Stay, like or like Everything Has Changed. I can't stomach. I can't stomach Starlight. I, so I can't. Oh. I, I can't stomach. Stand. I can't stomach Me. Me is very bad, and I can't stomach Everything Has Changed because it's just so mm-hmm. dull. And that's the thing about Red is like, the the concept of adding more songs to Red could have really backfired. But now looking at the songs that she added, the from the Fall and Vault songs, you're like. Why the fuck were they not on it? And these were. Right. Like, it's... Right. The thing about Red, and I I say this with love in my heart, people think Red's better than Speak Now because All Too Well's on it. Um, And that's it. That's the only reason. No, that's true. And State of Grace and Holy Grace. Red's a good album. But the thing is, that when Speak Now, Taylor's version drops, people are going to respect Speak Now because that is top-tier Taylor. It's up there. Exactly. you can't. That is the defining yeah. early Taylor before 1989. To speak now, that's the defining album of her career before that. And like, the thing is that fear. Like, people are putting fearless mm-hmm. above speak now because of Taylor's version. They're criminal. They're criminal. For nah, that. like you can't do that. When 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 no, speak now true. Taylor's version drops no, and it's, it's already true. happening because like enchanting enchanted's getting viral and shit. But like when that drops, like people are gonna have like a big moment. It's like, oh yeah, this is probably her best album. That's not like folklore and evermore. She no, she has to drop it this year because she's right now. She's the age John Mayer was when he dated her. Yeah, when she so was like, 18. dear John like, Taylor's I need... version, like as a grown woman with a stable relationship, is gonna sound oh. so different. Mine story of us back to the set, bangers. It's gonna it's gonna change the game. It's gonna it's gonna change the game. It's gonna change everything. <laughs> this just last uh, kiss. Revenge in twenty twenty one. That's gonna be a moment. Like that's uh, like, that's gonna that's gonna feel like when I when I saw Paramore live and they did Misery Business for like ten minutes. That's what it's gonna feel like. Is better than Revenge. Oh, like um, mm. better than Revenge. Like I I totally see her like doing a music video and turning it into like like t- like sort of twisting the message to make it like as campy as possible. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, uh, but God, like, I can't wait for no, it. No, like, that's the thing is, like, the thing is, I have very passionate opinions on Taylor Swift, which is why I'm on this episode. Um, because mm-hmm. the thing is, is this so <laughs> I started my last FM account in July, and Taylor Swift is easily my most listened to artist. Um, because I just I think that her music is good, and I think mm-hmm. that she is very comforting, and I can listen to her albums and not get tired of them very, very easily. 
and like i think the uh i think the for example like speak now is like that's an album the more you listen to it the better it is with the original red i feel like the more you listen to it the more the good songs stand out and the more the filler songs also stand out um yeah the thing that's good about taylor's version is it makes the songs that are less good better and it makes the good ones better and it makes the great ones greater and it adds new ones that are fucking transcendent and that's the thing it just absolutely it's like like the thing about Red, the original That's is very like true. it is very much an album. Like I don't know if you guys got the message of with from Taylor version, um, like in because there's a bet like twenty five seconds at the end of Red's Taylor's version. There's like a message. Oh, it's only it's only ah okay it's only yeah oh, okay so okay. there's like her talking about how Red is like this really inconsistent and kind of fractured album for like twenty five seconds, and mm, it all comes together like pieces of like a fractures yeah. of a mosaic. And I feel like the Taylor's version does. I don't think Red Original does. I think it is a very messy album because it's written by a woman who is transitioning between sounds and also in a very, very fragile place in her life. And it sounds that way. It sounds like a coalescence of like pop and country and like mainstream success and like like indie credentials and like stuff like that. And like there's the great yeah. songs that take into her songwriting like skills like State of Grace, All Too Well, Holy Ground, and then there's ones that suddenly could have been written by anyone, like I Knew You Were Trouble, Everything Has Changed, you know? And it, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't um, fit. It, I don't yeah. feel like it feels like the encapsulation of that of that relationship or that pain in her life, because she hasn't had enough distance to reflect on it. And this feels, even mm-hmm. though the lyrics are all the same, the way her voice is composed, the way that the production is, feels yes. like someone who knows what these songs mean. Now. Yes. And knows what this album yeah, means I, and what it can be. Mm-hmm. Like, I think um, mm-hmm. Fearless Taylor's version was very much like, it was very pristine. It was like, this is exactly like the original. Isn't it so great to revisit these songs? When Taylor's already older and like, we were all like going back on memory lane. And, you know, they sound very much the same. But with Red, I, I think you're starting to see in like, sort of, um, like, with Red, you get sort of a revisitation of her own past. And and like her her voice sounds di- like so different on some of these songs. Not 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 the the actual singing or like the notes that she hits, but like the way she says certain lines. Um, she sounds more reflective. She sounds more ponderous. And like some of the instrumental changes, like sort of reflect that, especially on the all too well ten minute version, where it's just so so much more of like a a calmer like so- song that builds 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 as a um. As opposed to all too well, the the original cut, the five minutes one, which is just like sort of this like emotional, like hyper emotional moment where she's just like dishing out everything that she has bottled up inside her during that relationship. And I think what's so spe- so special about read the entire thing is encapsulated by um, the ten minute version of all too well because she's like, like she's slowly revisiting these very traumatic memories and like there's like um there's like anger there's like comfort in her voice as well because she's like comforting herself and she's found you know she's finally made peace with herself that's what this sounds and i feel like red has reached its full potential because like beforehand going back to red um i only became a swifty but after red like so going back to red is like okay i know a lot of people say this is her best album but i don't really feel this way because like it's so it's like, like you said, like it's so sort of inconsistent. Has some of her, some of her best moments. It's like, yes, this is Taylor, like building off from the maturity of Speak Now and getting like more reflexive and um, more mature. Like State of Grace is such a beautiful, mature song. But then you have like these mainstream sort of like concessions that she's making on the album, and it's so inconsistent and messy. And without a doubt has some of her best material ever on there, but like some of the worst as well. But with this album, like that fractured nature really coalesced into sort of like a cohesive mm. artistic vision. And that end of vault oh. tracks that really add on to that narrative, like nothing new. And I bet you think about me, that really makes it a complete amazing experience yeah, from front to back. Is that I think, well, like, honestly, like going from Speak Now to Red is like a step down. Not because, not necessarily just because I think Speak Now is better, because Speak Now builds off a of fearless and feels like this is an artist who knows exactly what she is already at such a young age. It feels like such a, a confident statement of intent that she would build on 
for the next decade. And then Red drops, and it's like it sounds conflicted and confused, you know. And I and I and I think a lot of people mm-hmm. like that about it. But I would I would understand mm-hmm. that if yes. the songs were all good, but the songs are not all good. Um, the thing is, is that like I think that her, the the Speak Now is probably her most cohesive until folklore, because I think that all I think that 1989 Reputation mm-hmm. Lover all have their moments of like inconsistency. But the thing about 1989 Reputation yeah. and Lover is that mm-hmm. all of them are like have bits of inconsistency, but their overall like arc makes perfect sense. It flows like, yeah. even if there's like a couple songs, mm-hmm. like you can skip that, like they still go like that this is what it represents that's why they're all so fantastic whereas red i feel like it pivots Mm -hmm. it doesn't have enough truly great things on it to make up for the amount of less than stellar material on there like all too well is a classic state of grace is a classic but like if if like half of it you could skip without really remembering like when i look at the track list for red half the time i'm like how does that one go again and that is something you shouldn't do for taylor you should be able to remember like i remember every i remember how every song on 1989 or reputation or lover or folklore or speak now sounds like with red i'm like how does that how does that one go again you know like like mm-hmm. again, that's yeah, i get like, that too when, like do you ever just do you ever just like walk around humming treacherous to yourself in your house like, do you do actually yes. yeah the treacherous is one of the, the catchier ones for me okay i like i like treacherous but this is maybe a bad example um <laughs> like like the oh, moment yes. i knew for example like the mo- do you hum the no, moment, okay, the I, moment knew, I knew i don't that's a good one that's a good example uh like oh i don't know i don't i'm trying the, like i don't know like I, it's just like the thing is it's just like it doesn't stand out <laughs> to, to me like treacherous would be like one of the week would be like bottom tier song on Speak Now, you know. That's my opinion. Is that I would say it would be one of the weaker songs. Uh, okay, yeah, this is where I diverge because like I think Treacher is like top seven on Red. Like it's very okay. Like, right, okay I think the on. album starts out amazing. Okay, like, right. For okay, me, who's 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 humming? I almost do. No, no, it's not that bad. Who's, who's, who's fucking who, okay? Okay, this is this is one. Who's humming Starlight? Because the fucking. <laughs> Cause, cause you hate okay, Starlight. Okay. Oh my Why do you hate none. Starlight? <laughs> Cause it's a bad song. <laughs> um, do, do you ever like, think about? I, do you like, ever think about um, what a marvelous tune? That song goes. Oh, what a marvelous tune! That's the opening line. That's so funny. Oh, no, I don't. Think no, I don't think either. about that. The, the, no, okay, don't so... get me wrong. It's very bad. But she goes. Oh, what a marvelous tune! And I always laugh. All right. So like, I knew you were trouble. 22, I almost do. We are never ever getting back together. Stay, stay, stay. The last time. Starlight, everything has changed. The moment I knew. These are all like lower tier Taylor songs. All okay. On one album. Red is not her best album. Red is bottom two. <laughs> it's bottom three. I mean, like, I think Fearless, Fearless Red back, you can go back and forth on. But like, okay, okay. like Red Taylor's version is higher. But like, yeah, definitely, definitely. But original Fearless is better than original Red. I feel mm, because interesting because like I mean obviously Red has better songs than the best things on Fearless, but like you know Fearless is like Fear- as Fearless a whole, as a whole is as, like uh, it's great yeah. as a body of but work. Everyone yeah. agrees, self-titled bottom. Yeah, everyone agrees. Every single yeah yeah. Agrees. It's so, obviously self-titled bottom. It's yeah, not yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. bad. It's just you know it's it's the self-titled. Of course it's bottom. It's your first album. It's sixteen-year-old girl yeah. made it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's cool, you know. And Taylor's version will be very cute and all. I'm yeah. excited. For, that'll be. It won't be great. I don't think it'll be. Like... I'm very excited for. I'm very excited for. Should have said no with like her. I, album I'm excited. The thing is about Taylor Swift Taylor's version is I think that it's not going to redefine it as like a masterpiece. I think it's just going to be really nostalgic and cute and fun. Like it's just. I feel like it's just going to sound like she's having a mm. great time when she's singing it. Mm-hmm. It's going to mm-hmm. sound like she's constantly giggling. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, it just seems like that's the energy. Like, it's mm. just going to be like, I wrote these when I was 16. Look how far I've come. Like, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be very cute. It'll yeah, be like a victory lap, really. Just yeah. like her performing them on stage. You ever seen, like, when yeah. she, she performs an early Taylor song, she always looks so happy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, look at me. I was just like a, a good old yeah. shucks kid. Like, you know, all shucks. And it's like, that's <laughs> cute. Also, the thing, the thing, the best thing, the best thing about Red Taylor's version that isn't actually anything to do with Red Taylor's version is the fact that she kept. The two shitty male singers, 
so Ed and uh, Gary Lightbody. <laughs> hey, like that... actually, I thought I, I, I'm not a fan of the last time, the original, but I actually really growing to like with this version. I think, I think he that guy sounds better in he, this like, one. It's, definitely, it's better, but it's like, why couldn't you just go up like Bonnie Iver? <laughs> He's right there. I, it wasn't I, the time yet. No, but it like, wasn't yeah. the time yet. For, the, for Taylor's version, just be like, oh, hey, Bon Iver, you want to record instead of this guy again? No, he, he she wanted to pay Gary Lightbody's bills. <laughs> but like, but that's the thing that made me happy, <laughs> is knowing that when she does Reputation Taylor's version, she's getting Ed and Future back together. <laughs> Future getting back in the booth to come... <laughs> to, hey, Taylor, to, to I, it's, been, it's been a few years, but I'm back, and I'm ready to rumble. Let's go. <laughs> do you ever just do you ever just hit you like bang? I hit you. Like, I hit you like bang. Big, big reputation. Big reputation. Oh, you and me, we've got big reputations. Ah, <laughs> love that song. That's a camp classic, right there. That's a camp classic, absolutely. That's my favorite Ed Sheeran song ever. I think. Game. I think he's great on it. Where he just starts rapping. It's awesome. Reputation precedes me. <laughs> I also love his verse on Dark Times by The Weeknd, where it sounds like he's just been in a bar fight. <laughs> yeah. I really like yeah, Dark Times. That's my that, favorite. That is actually song. my favorite. Sorry, Endgame, you're number two. But, like, I love this. Like, <laughs> the thing about Dark Times that's really funny is Ed Sheeran starts it off, and then The Weeknd just completely outsells him because he's The Weeknd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's all true. right. I mean, I'll... The Weeknd should always outsell like, Ed Sheeran. He's just like, all right, okay, you tried your bar fight thing. I'm going to sound like I just did drugs in the middle of a bar fight. And it's yeah. awesome. I want because like Taylor and the Weeknd have been on the same stage in during the 1989 World Tour, uh, because he during his "Can't Feel My Face" run. So like, they should do a song together because I think that'd be they, weird. They will not because of Selena Gomez. They will not collab. The, but don't they both hate Selena Gomez now? <laughs> No, she's no, Selena and Taylor are besties. Are they still besties? I thought yeah. they fell out. Yeah, they're besties. No, no, they're besties. They're besties. Harry and Carly Kloss fell oh, out. Oh, because uh, because of the yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right, all right. This is this is time. This is time for the debate. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's not gay. <laughs> what? No way. She wrote Ivy. She wrote Dorothea. No, no, that woman's straight. No, she's not gay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish she was gay. Okay, she's yes, not, she's not. maybe. Okay, she's she's had sexual relations relations with a woman, but she's not she, gay. She's deeply regretted it and tried to bury it in her past. At most, no way is she gay. This woman wrote. Okay, this, but why did she write Wonderland? This woman wrote. You need to calm down. Gay people don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> gay people wouldn't have done me. Gay people wouldn't hang out with Jonathan from Queer Eye. No. <laughs> Gay people, no. Okay, Jesus, but do you ever just think about how Shade never made anybody like it? <laughs> no, anybody. The thing is, is that she is an ally. She is a very well-meaning ally. She loves the gays, but she's not one of us. <laughs> she is not part of the community. She just doesn't have it. People who are gay don't date Calvin Harris. No, it's true. Oh, that's that's the most that's the most incisive point you've made. If you I'll, I'll willing if, to concede. If she, if she was a bisexual, she would date real men. Like the weekend? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she would fuck the weekend. She would fuck Kid Cudi. She would have a fling with with Post Malone. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> you tell me Post Malone isn't someone a bisexual woman would date. No. Okay. It's oh, you're absolutely you're correct. No. It, oh my god. I, I'm 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 fucking kill. I'm killing right now. I'm fucking. I'm murdering people. <laughs> I'm 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 savage right now. I feel very incisive. Yeah, um, you're being very incisive. But the thing true. is, it's like she's not Taylor's, gay. No, Taylor Swift is not gay. She just <laughs> yeah. reads a lot of gay poetry, which is why, which is where I think Ivy and Dorothy comes from. It's like she's she's okay. as, she's as, she's okay. as gay as Charlie. She's not because Charlie's not gay. <laughs> Char- like, no, no, and Ch- Charlie is a hundred percent sorry, but she's like the ally to end all allies. Like her, Ch- Charlie and Taylor are friends because they're both they both talk about how much they love the gay community. <laughs> okay, um, okay, I'm okay. You're starting to make sense to me. No, yes. the thing is about Taylor Swift is I know we all want to believe that like that like reputation is about gay stuff <laughs> and like dress and like all that stuff is like you know it's gay and we all want to believe that like folklore has gay songs on it. And we all want to believe in all the gay stuff. It's just not happening. She's not gay. She's not a lesbian. If she is a lesbian, then she has done a masterful job at, at Subterfuge. 
But like, mm-hmm. no, no way. I just don't believe it. That woman it's, is happy just, in her monogamous relationship with Joelle. One. It's like, true. I'm very, I'm very glad she found Joelle. Like, if she, if that woman is like a secret pussy fiend, I would be genuinely bamboozled because she has no gay energy. Like, yes, she has written songs that, like, because she understands teenage girls so well. She has written songs that sound like lesbian yearning. Yes. <laughs> But she is not a lesbian who is yearning. <laughs> she is a straight woman who is having a very happy relationship with a man. Like, at most, she said, like, a gay experience. But, like, I don't think she liked it very much. Like, I don't feel like that's... Okay. She, okay, okay like... alright. I'm gonna say this. She had her pussy ate by a woman, but she didn't do the favor back. That's what the energy is. That's that's it. That's exactly it. like okay. Outside, like I think the fan tiers are very fun to read into because they're just insanely detailed and just. But like no, I think your your assessment of the whole situation <laughs> is probably the most correct. But she has yeah, she has at least kissed a woman. I mean, so is Katy Perry. <laughs> well, <laughs> which Katy Perry the woman in question? That nah. Was so evil. No, it was... Uh, okay, I'm just trying to... Th- okay, like... I just... I, I know that this isn't on the studio album, but it'd be really funny if Bad Blood's Taylor version was the remix with Kendrick. That'd be really funny. I really want that one because I don't like the, the original one. Wait, what? Come you, on. Okay, you, no, no, the no, remixes no. Yeah, are worse song, I'm with Marcy actually. with this one. The remixes uh, are worse song, actually. No, no, the no, Ke- no, no. Kendrick, this, is, Kendrick this is your is, recent... Kendrick is terrible. And this is your recent. This is your recent anti-Kendrick bias. I know you like Kendrick, but this is your recent. No, I've never I liked like that song. Phase. I've never liked him okay. on that song. I've never liked Bad Blood remix. And when I heard Ninety Day Now, I'm like, Hey, Bad Blood's not that bad. It's pretty good. But the remix is better. No, it's not. She's barely on the remix. It's two minutes. Two fucking minutes of Kendrick being mid, and then her doing the chorus. It's a fine pop song. No, it's not. It sounds shit. Kendrick should not be doing pop features. It's not his bag. Yeah. Okay. That's true. But like, like, but it's okay. The original is such a bad song because like I it's genuinely not. think Taylor is the worst part of Bad Blood. No, because like, wait, you made the really deep car. What kind of lyric is that? No, that's, no, that's, in, that's in the fucking remix. <laughs> That's in Wait, the remix. But... She's, she's I know, in but the there's... chorus. <laughs> like, the, the fucking original gives you verses where she's good. Like, why would nah, you want to take nah, away good nah, Taylor nah, nah, nah. for bad Kendrick? Doesn't make sense. The math doesn't add up. The math. Listen, it's not a good song regardless. Up. No, the... it's the worst song on 1989. But... Shake I it don't... off is 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 tied for me. I'm going to be very is... controversial right now. I think Clean is one of the worst songs on 1989. Get the fuck out of here, Marcy. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? She has okay. Get Logan, out. Logan. Get she out. she. She has insane Taylor opinion. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you. Okay, I'm well, telling you. Uh, Marcy, I'm going to ask a question before I call you an insult. Are you offended by the term Jezebel? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Okay. So Jezebel is like, uh, have you ever heard Jesus is King by Kanye? Yes. <laughs> so uh, there's a bet where he's like, the Jezebel, on Close on Sunday, he says Jezebel right at the end, and it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jezebel is like a biblical word for like... Like a wench, you know. Oh, okay. like, it's like a really old misogynistic ver- word. Yeah, I would yeah, like to ask your permission time. before I call you one. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I I, I respect we using like very archaic slurs. So go off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marcy, calling clean a bad song. That's a very Jezebel thing to do. I mean, I, I wouldn't. Call the Jezebels will not stand the chance. I wouldn't call it bad. It's just a bit boring. <laughs> You're a bit boring. <laughs> the piano version, it's the, so the original production, that sounds like it's produced by Imogen Heap. The lyrics and Miss Americana, when she performs clean, right? It's the best moment in the movie. Oh. Next thing you're gonna say is that New Romantics is mid or something. You crazy woman. No, I really like New Romantics. I just don't vibe with. What's your clean. thoughts on Afterglow? I like Afterglow. Okay, good. It's it's mid tier lover. You're Time a for you to get mad at me. Pedro. <laughs> no, like You're after, a lover. I think after I think Afterglow is like one of the best songs on Lover. It's really the best like, song on like Lover. It. It's so beautiful. What do you think's better I, I, on Lover, Pedro? You need to calm down. The Archer, <laughs> Cruel Summer, the Lover. Man. 
Not, not the man. <laughs> Are you a big me head, Pedro? <laughs> no, I'm not a me head. Sounds like you're a me head right I now. I think we. <laughs> daylight. I think daylight's great. I can't be for daylight. I think my favorite song. I think my favorite song on Lover is "It's Nice to Have a Friend." I just I don't know. It's great take. It's just great a great take. great album. You know, it's just really good. All right, okay, right, Marcy, this is important. Mm -hmm. What's your opinion on New mm -hmm. Year's Day? Uh, I I mean, it's a, I the thing is, <laughs> I don't really be careful with your with, words. <laughs> I know, right? I don't really vibe that much with the piano, her piano songs. Like I prefer her like like slower guitar songs. I think it's a very beautiful song. It's just like, personally, it doesn't do for me what it seems to be doing for others. It's the same with Clean. Like, I understand why a lot of people mm -hmm. have an emotional yeah. connection with it. It just doesn't work for me. Well, mm -hmm. I feel bad for calling you a Jezebel. <laughs> but I'm going to do it again. You are a Jezebel for this one. Uh, this is... Uh, it doesn't do it for you. Well, you're broken. And there's nothing that can fix you. You have been dropped on your head, and you have irreparable CTE, and this will affect your processing forever. Uh, I hope you have fun in hell. <laughs> the hell that you are currently living in. <laughs> What's your favorite from Reputation? I call it what you want. That's a crazy pick for favorite. No, that's a great take. I'm sorry. No, I'll, like delicate, like delicates right there. New okay. Year's Day's right there. Uh, like, like my favorite songs from Reputation are um, "Call It What You Want," um, "I Did Something Bad," and "Don't Blame Me." I fucking knew it. I knew you were gonna <laughs> say I did something bad. <laughs> You're gonna say "King of My Heart" next. I don't. I don't like "King of My Heart." I like the like version that's in the like the tour version where she plays it on guitar. Mm -hmm. I like the acoustic version, but I don't like the version on the album. Okay, Matt, so it's for me top 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 three is, is New Year's Day number one. Just the best mm -hmm. song she's ever she's ever written. <laughs> yes. Then right. Delicate, which is the second best song she's ever written. <laughs> And then dress probably. I love dress. I think dress is lovely. Dress is very good. I know. I'm a big getaway card head. Big getaway. Getaway card is very good. Yeah, I agree. So I also really like Delicate. I also really like Delicate. My my so my favorite bit on any Taylor song is the intro of Delicate, where she's like, "This is for the best. My reputation. You must like me for me. Me for me." That's just like it gets me tearing up. That was the moment of like listening to Reputation where I was like, "This is beautiful." Is the I is know, the right? cultural con uh, discourse in this album wrong? And then I was like, <laughs> by the end, I was like, "Yes, it is wrong." I had a very similar experience of Reputation that I did with uh, Beyonce's Lemonade because uh, I listened to Lemonade for the first time and I was like, I was not like a big Beyonce fan. Because mm -hmm. it's just like all I saw from Beyonce was some of the singles, which I wasn't a huge fan of, and her stands on the internet being just so violently unhinged that it put me off of her. Um, mm -hmm. They're like the mm -hmm. most psychotic people on the internet, Beyonce fans. No, crazy. I mean, no, the barbs. The, the, bar the barbs. The Beyonce fans, the barbs, and BTS people—they're fucking crazy. Like they're different levels. Okay, true. Like, uh, but like mm -hmm. the thing is about it. So I listened to Lemonade having very little expectations, and then I was like, "Oh, this is really good." This is really mm -hmm. good. And then the third was uh, Harry Styles' Fine Line, because I have a beef with Harry Styles, because uh, there's two, okay, there's there's two things. Number one, I've been compared to him for years, because I'm a white boy with long hair, and I have a similar hairline and a similar jaw to him. Um, number two is because, uh, so I lost my virginity when I was 15 years old. Uh, my first mm -hmm. girlfriend, the person I lost my virginity to, was a big One Direction fan. Very big Harry Styles fan in particular. And she had a cardboard cutout of Harry Styles in her room. And that was in my face, in the room, what? looking at me while I came for the first time in a woman. Um, what? Yeah. What? Like, what? I lost Wait, my virginity what? in the room with a Harry Styles cardboard cutout. Why did why the cardboard? Like, what was she doing with it? I don't know. Who was cleaning it? I don't know. <laughs> who was, who was dusting I it? I, I have... I do not know. <laughs> I... The I I do know I do I have an idea why that girl had a crush on you though. Yes, because yes. Well, <laughs> the I evidence isn't do, clear do, enough, do, Pedro. Do, do do I care? No, I got pussy <laughs> at fifteen. <laughs> she was five foot ten and had big boobs. I had a good day. <laughs> she was not very nice to me, but I got something out of it. 
Uh, and that's something. You gotta, you gotta take the positives. Anyway, now I've had, now I have the, so like, I listen to Fine Line and I'm like, I wanna hate this man because he has cursed my life. And then I'm like, ah, <laughs> shit, he's good. And do you know what happened with my life is that I'm dating someone who's a Harry Styles stan again. Uh, well, well, uh, well. well. How the well, well. Goes How around, comes back around. What's your favorite, uh, fo um, fall, um, what's your favorite Harry Styles song? Uh, Adore You, probably. Basic take, but I think oh, that's, that's a very. I think the so I didn't care much for the self-titled because I was in my hater era. But the one song I really, mm -hmm. really enthusiastically like and have always liked is on is only Angel, because she. Mm -hmm. I just go all the time. It's a great, it's a great bit. I love I love that one and Two Ghosts. Those are great songs. Yeah. Mm. Do we, so how long are these episodes usually? Like an hour and a half. Okay. Whatever we want, we can make this like really six-hour really song. Like. No one listens to it, which is the blessing. So like, yeah, yeah. People would probably get offended by me calling you a Jezebel. I don't think so. I did. I did people ask you me worse. People have called me worse things, so don't worry about it. Is there it. like a Polish equivalent to cunt? Uh, a few. Polish is a very like aggressive language. Oh great, um, lovely. So, <laughs> so you have the classic kurwa, which means a whore. Oh lovely. Um. Uh, you can also call me Suka, which is like a bitch, but it's a bit more harsh. Sopka? Because we also call... Suka. Suka. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because we also call like, like big pol uh, police vans Suka, so like it's a bit more aggressive. Ah, okay. Um, uh, what else is there? Um, Pizda, which is like a literal translation of a cunt. Uh, cunt sounds Pipa, great in like... your accent, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, <laughs> yeah, and you can like so like there are two versions of a cunt, right? So you have pizza, which is like how you use cunt, and then you have like tipa, which more like is it more like a pussy? Um, what else is there? <laughs> in in Portuguese, we call cunts cunt. Uh, we've said cunt so many times. My influence is wonderful. I, this is what I do. <laughs> uh, I, I I bring cunt into people's lives and I leave it there. Uh, that's the thing is the, like I don't know like with like, like cunt is like obviously offensive word in some places but in Scotland it's just normal mm -hmm. and I believe that cunt should yeah. be normalized uh, I, don't, thing, I really like cunt like, it's, it's just a great word it's, fun. it's very fun it just, yeah. it's like, you, it just feels like it's like you can talk, you can use it in like a, an erotic context, you can use it in a very mean context, you can just laugh by saying, <laughs> what a cunt. Like, it's great. You can, call, <laughs> you can, you can be like, ah, he's being such a cunt in like a lighthearted way, or you can scream in their face, you cunt! Mm. You mm. absolute cunt! Also, and it sounds great. Also like the, the term Also like the term serving cunt. Serving cunt. Jillian name. says serving cunt all the time. That that sounds like something Jillian's crazy. <laughs> I love her so much. Like, you think I'm wild? <laughs> Meet Jillian. <laughs> Jillian has more energy than I do, which is nuts. Uh, she just started rapping okay. Nicki Minaj in the middle of the main event of Hot Full Gear 2021. <laughs> A two-year story, and we experienced it while listening to her rap Starships. <laughs> like, we, we, we were out like rooting for our cowboy, and then there she was like rapping Lil Wayne's verse from... Excuse Oldie. me, I'm a hell of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my mic. <laughs> that boom, the boom, the boom, the boom, the boom. <laughs> As Hangman Page hit his lariat. And the Buckshot Lariat soundtrack to Jillian, like, very sleepy, just going insane. Um, yeah. Lo lo I love... She's wonderful. She's, she's just a wonderful, wonderful lady. Uh, and, yeah, so, like... I don't remember what my point was. I think I just wanted to brag about Jillian. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a good counterpoint. Like, you know, talking about how great your partner is. Like, talk about speaking of cunts. How about Jack, Jake, that Jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal is such a bastard. <laughs> what a... This motherfucker. Like, oh, yeah. This, this motherfucker <laughs> has no swag. Um, zero, zero drift. This, this, zero this drift. man. You know what? You know. Okay, so I made a bet. So, have you, Marcy, have you seen uh, Walk Hard to Dewey Cox story? I don't think I did. 
I don't recall. So it's the John Cena. It's the John. C- not John Cena. John C. Riley. <laughs> John Cena. John C. Riley, like musical biopic parody, like based off Walk the Line and like a bunch of other musician biopics. Uh, the start, like John C. Riley, uh, his 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 brother gets killed by getting like sliced in mm-hmm. half, and his brother's like a musical prodigy and a genius, and Dewey Cox is a fucking stupid cunt. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the at, and then his dad's like wrong kid died <laughs> at him every scene that he sees him and the thing for me is that like uh in like broke back man when i was watching it again recently i just kept saying wrong kid died <laughs> because heath would never have done that to her now it's true heath never mm-hmm. would have done that now it's true i mean heath wouldn't be alive to do it but um if he was alive, then he would have he would have been. Do- if Jake if Jake if Jake Gyllenhaal died in two thousand eight, okay, then we wouldn't be having this problem. But at the same time, we wouldn't have all too well. So the the short film as well. well yeah, I am getting I am getting a phone call from Gillian. Uh, can I can no. I go answer it? Go no, go wild. Like, am I banned not. from? Okay. Well, what else do we have to say? <laughs> I want to know what's your favorite Lucy Hale song before you go. You sound yeah. good to me. Great, great choice. Yeah, it's a great song. Great one. I, I like mm-hmm. uh, I like Red Dress because it's very catchy. Okay. All right. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, is there any... <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's anything. <laughs> what else is there to say? Logan, Logan, our 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 guest for this episode has has as as left us. He dropped all of his hot takes and left, which is a very baller thing to do. I don't think there is anything else left Thank to you, say. Logan. To be honest, I <laughs> I spent the majority of this episode just laughing my ass off. <laughs> no, me too. Me too. Like. Um, you know, like the worst songs on Red remain the worst songs on Red. Uh, I'd like to shout out Nothing New, which is a new classic, and I Bet You Think About Me mm-hmm. and Forever Winter. Check out those. Stream Lucy Hale. That's what I have to say. Um, yes, and don't trust adult men dating very young girls. This is That's all I have to say. Away. Uh, thank you for listening. Stream, stream Lucy Hale, stream Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> bye. Bye. He says he doesn't believe anything much he hears these days. He says, why well, fall in love just so you can watch it go away? He spends most of his nights wishing it was how it used to be. He spends most of his flights getting pulled down by gravity. I call just checking up on him. He's up 3 a.m. pacing. He says it's not just a phase. Time forcing smiles and never minds. His lap is a symphony. When the lights go out, it's hard to breathe. I pull at every thread, trying to solve the puzzles in his head. Live my life scared to death. He'll decide to leave instead. I call, just checking up on him. He's up.
says he doesn't believe anything much he hears these days. I say believe in one thing, I won't go away.